Well, no, seeing as it's um, just like the film we're talking about today, I'm going straight into it like a cold opening. Uh, this is the Dreadcast episode 44. Um, talk, talking, about the, talking about Beyond. Ain't got the time for Waffle. Nope. That, not even but, blindsided well, me with, oh, we're recording, no. by the way. <laughs> Be- because of the fact the film we're talking about today had a, such a cold opening. So I was just like, Ooh. oh, that could be, the, that could be the, the bit. That could be the bit I do. It's clever. It's clever. It's clever. He's done it. But now I don't know what to say, so... Um... <laughs> we are oh! back. Episode 43? For, uh, 44? 44. Because 44. I know it's 44 because I spent so much time on the artwork last night. And the font I had the four in, when I did 44, it looked too much like the uh, Nazi SS. So I had oh. to change the okay. font. <laughs> just, just, just for this episode, I had to change the font. We are not affiliated, or uh, we fair do not enough. believe anything related to that. Um, that is, so uh, that, that is fair enough. Um, is not the Nazi cast or anything like that. I don't. I don't <laughs> think you've sent me that artwork, by the way. No, I had uh, to, I had to change it last minute. Uh, is we'll, that we'll... is that why? Because it's <laughs> the paint's still wet on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to scrub the uh, the whole SS off. <laughs> Episode forty four oh, of the Dreadcast. Pardon me. My name is Tom. This is Lovely Adam. Um, before Hi. we get into anything, do go back and check out our wonderful episode on our first, our part one of the Monsters of Universal, Dracula of 1931? Yep. 31 from last week. Do go back and check it out. Bella Lugosi, Dracula. Dr. Acula. Dr. Acula, Dr. Acula. Mm. It was good. It was, it was good. good. Fun talk. I'm looking forward to doing the next. Looking forward to doing the series. However, 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 I'm gonna put someone on blast quickly regarding <laughs> last week's episode. Um, where's where's the comment? A oh, one fun the I'm gonna butcher this name. Fun the how? Fun the how? Yeah. Fun the how? Uh, apparently. We got a lot of stuff wrong. Well, that's not surprising. How dare how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't believe we've got anything wrong ever not on shocked. this show. Okay, go on. How what dare did you? Get wrong? Um apparently Ren the all the information regarding Renfield was wrong. I'm s I did ask what, but I'm still waiting to hear a reply. Oh, okay, okay. So if you are hearing this one fun for how, thank you for your comment. And do uh, do get involved in the discussion. Yeah. Thank we'll have a talk about Dr. Acula. Um, yes. Um, I mean, was you... that me trying to half remember? Well, yeah, you you did. You, 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 you had more knowledge than I did. Mm. That's for sure. But that was, yeah, me sort of trying to half remember what was what was written in the in the novel. That I, yeah, I was... I'm, However long ago it was that I read it, um, yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that there was a few, there was a few things wrong there. Well, you mentioned about the majority of like the, I, don't know, I guess the first act or the first twenty minutes is about Jonathan. How he's is it Jonathan who's there, or is it about no, Ren- in the novel? It is Renfield. in the novel. It is, but it's yeah, Jonathan's replaced yeah. with Renfield in the yeah. in the film. Yeah. Um. So yeah, again probably still misremembering it but 
in to my mind, it's it's Jonathan in the novel. It's Jonathan that goes to see Dracula first, as we know. It's it's implied that Renfield has previously met him. Yeah, yeah. But in the movie, we see Renfield going and sort of. They have an introduction they, for the first time, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Um, but yeah, like I say, it was a long time ago. I read that. Mm. I read that novel. Um, I mean, the VOD may... It was, I streamed it. It was a reading stream, and I, the VOD yeah. may well still be up on the channel, but I'm not sure. Um, well, go check yeah, that I'm out, not surprised that, Not surprised that we uh, got some stuff wrong. And I am. I am, because you know. I won't have it. I won't have it. normally it's all so <laughs> well-researched. We are... Yeah. I mean, why would I get anything wrong that's been written on Wikipedia? Who would lie? <laughs> Who would lie or edit? Uh, but yes, thank you for everyone who checked out Dracula. It's it capped off the month of May for a wild month. Yeah, and oh, we do fair. appreciate the comments. Yep, the video uh, passed 100 views. Hundred views, which is great. Um, that was yeah. I, I put the tweet out earlier. That was a wild month, and this is even wilder this month. But mm. City of the Living Dead, the the shit waters, um, Wishmaster, Wishma Wishmaster General, and uh, Doctor Acula. It was a good month. It was a good month. It was a good month. But when you when I lined up all four like thumbnails, it, they they're just all so different. Each. Film. I mean, again, this month is going to be the same though. This month is really going to be the <laughs> this, same. This month is is all over the place as well. Yeah. Which I think I think's good. I think oh, that's good. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, we've got we've got a couple. Well, a few classics thrown in there. Like the you know another Universal, so it's an old old classic. Yeah, I think we're doing another another Fulci movie, so there's a you know a big fan base for Italian horror. Technically, we have trauma a modern films. A modern trauma film. films are excellent. Trauma film, yeah, and yeah, a modern one with uh, with Antrim. Mm. So yeah, it's good. They they could I think you're right. You know they couldn't be more different, but oh yeah. Covering all bases. Covering oh, yeah, all yeah, bases. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Now, yeah, we got a few points before we get into today's episode. One thing I'm going to do live now on the pod is check our probably really filled, heavily filled mailbag for questions. And there's none. So that's good. Let's get that's done. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, that's, the, that's the mailbag done. Um, but if, if you, you want <laughs> to send any questions, the dreadcastpod at gmail.com. I, I brought it up because I had to remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I had to remember that you told me it was my job to plug the, the email address, and then I immediately forgot about that. Um, so yeah, the dreadcastpod at gmail.com. Send us your comments, questions, requests, discussion topics, and you know, just say hi, get involved. Sign it up to something. Secret. Um... If you sign it up to something, then we'll know that someone has taken note of the email address. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it means it's out there, okay? <laughs> um the other points i oh you've had a delivery i had a delivery i did have a delivery um it's in the other room I'm gonna oh oh if you if you or you can just you can if you don't want it, you can just talk about it i mean i'll just talk about it um <clears throat> so on i can't remember which episode it was now but on a previous episode i did um i did reveal and talk about a book that i picked up Called my favorite horror movie, um, mm. which was a collection of interviews um, 
is interviews probably not really the right word but essentially a lot of people um from the horror world it's journalists podcasters hosts uh you know indie filmmakers i think there's one or two sort of actors bigger and bigger names in there as well um each describing what got them into horror their favorite and their favorite horror film and each each essay is maybe um you know, it's, a, it's a couple of pages at most yeah and they talk about you know how they got into horror this is the film that did it they talk why why they like whichever film it is um so that book is one of that was the first um in three three parts so part two my favorite horror movie two the new blood turned up on the doorstep yesterday um and yeah i'm looking forward to reading it it's the same collection of people there's a few bigger names in there this time that i immediately jumped out so harry manfredini yeah the musical composer for all the friday the 13th franchise near enough who Wish came Master. up? Who came up with the well. kick, kick, kill, ma, ma. He did come, come up with the iconic yep. Jason noise. Um, he also did the music for Wishmaster as well, which was our. How did we not talk about that? And we, we did talk about because we don't. We rarely talk about the music, to be honest. Beyond it's good or really jarring or bad. I have a few notes. I have a few notes of the sound design for today's episode. I mean, I do too. But well, generally speaking. <laughs> <laughs> you have that up, yeah. We are Man a 3D. Bit <laughs> yes. Um, and also Alex Vincent, who plays Andy in the Child's Play franchise. Oh, the kid. Yeah. Oh, wait, he, uh, did he feature on any of the In Search for Darkness? I know the director did. Um, I, feel, I just feel like I've seen him in some sort of interviews. I'm not sure. Yeah. In short, because there's a lot of people that turn and they're up quite but long, saying, actually, but, but yeah. that's a good link. Basically, these books are kind of like that um, in Search of Darkness doc. It's a bunch of because they're all journalists, horror journalists. And, yeah, mostly and, Fangoria. Yeah, it's uh, so it's similar bunch of people. Um, but each each entry, they all have the little Twitter handles there or Instagram things and little list of credits and stuff they've done. Mm. So it's a fun way to find new films and new people to stalk on social media are you about are you aware of this book that has been announced sent you on discord uh speaking of what we were just talking about uh the in search for darkness definitive collector's book i I do really want to get the uh the blu-rays of the dark but uh, me too. Ridiculously expensive. But this is expensive as well for UK shipping. Yeah. This is going to be over a hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot. Damn. But it's a tasty book. Uh, I mean, it's probably worth just having a holiday to the states and <laughs> just picking up a bunch of stuff, just taking an empty suitcase and getting a lot of stuff forward there. Um, but yeah, that's nice. That is nice. I still, I've still got my eyes on those um, Child's Play ones that have been released as well. Oh yeah, the, um, the growing up with Chucky and the uh, behind the scenes photo book as well. Yes, that'd be um, awesome. So yeah, so that was so that was my recent delivery. Well, that was my directly horror related recent delivery. I also got a couple of books on heavy metal, including one about the uh, Norwegian black metal scene of the nineties, where all the bands were murdering each other and setting fire to churches. So it's it's pretty horror-related. I mean, it is kind of horror. And also, there is a film that has... Which I watched the other night, Lords of Chaos. There's a, there's a film adaptation of it as well. Um, 
So it is a little bit gory in places. It's a little bit horror related. Yeah. Technically, it's horror related, I guess. Um, so I'm looking forward to reading that. The film was a good watch, actually. Lords of Chaos. Yeah, it's worth checking out. Cool. Um, one of one of the Culkins plays. Kieran. Anonymous. Yeah, I think it's Kieran. Um, plays Euronymous, the founder of Mayhem. Oh yeah, that was a good watch. So that's my sort of yeah extracurricular horror stuff at the minute. I think our um, our joint extracurricular stuff, other that before we get into today's episode, would be us both uh, experiencing the technical test demo for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game last weekend. Yes, I mean I spoke a little bit about it last episode, but you since then, you got you got your key because you got yours quite late, didn't you? I forgot. You got it. You got it maybe the Friday night and then played it the Saturday. Is it something like that? And then we yeah, recorded. I, I, yeah, yeah. We recorded after you played it. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday morning, I got a key. I'm like, fuck. So Sunday, I've. Wait. No, no. Oh, shit. No. We recorded Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. So we recorded Sunday morning. I then edited it. And then I had to. I didn't have to, but I did have to play texas chainsaw massacre <laughs> yeah uh that was a busy day but um yes but you can the... talk about your experience of it because um well, there's a little little bit content related as well isn't there so go is. ahead tom um hello hello viewers hello gentle viewers um yes i recorded about an hour's worth of the gameplay of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Uh, part one has actually just gone live on Dreadcast YouTube channel, which is the underscore Dreadcast on YouTube. Go check it out. Um, there's two videos. Part one today, part two tomorrow, which will be Sunday the 4th of June. And each video, what well, first video is me playing as Leatherface. Second video is me playing as the cook. Um, only because that's, I was pretty tired and that's about all I could really muster. Um, we can wait till August before we get the proper game. It's fine. Oh, so you didn't play any Survivor stuff? I didn't play any uh, Victims, as oh, they're okay. called. We've got Family and Victims. So it's one of those, well, kind of those, it's a Dead by Daylight style game. Asymmetric multiplayer online horror bonanza. There we go. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, uh, to be honest, I think it's Asim for short. I think somebody's thrown us a ball so we don't have to remember asim <laughs> okay i've heard them i've heard them referred to as asims asims so yes i played about an hour of it the first uh game i played i was leatherface quite happy i did you don't in the tech demo you didn't get to choose it was uh it was just random you got to yeah. choose uh uh whether you want to play family or victims i chose family because i was kind of hoping to play leatherface but it just randomly puts you in as a family character and it's three versus four um, again, my first experience with this type of game, um, I don't know if that is similar in those other games. Obviously, with Friday the 13th, it's surely just Jason versus Survivors rather than four Jasons. Yeah, Dead, yeah, by, yeah. Dead by Daylight, is that 1v? I think that's 1v4. Yeah. So this, I've never this... played Dead by Daylight. I'm not sure, but I think it's okay. 4. So this, yeah, this felt different, even though I haven't played the other ones. This 3 versus 4. And I could easily imagine one one versus four would not have been for me. It, I, I think I would have got a bit bored of it. And the reason we're getting bored is I, I, I got a bit bored in the second game with the cook because it was, well, 
it was me as the cook and the hitchhiker, I believe. I didn't know. I think Leatherface may have disconnected. There was a lot of disconnection going on. Yeah. And we were just eager to jump back into that next game. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, Rage quitting or whatever. Uh, So it's two of us versus one survivor. But the map was huge. And I was starting to get a bit bored because I couldn't. There wasn't really anything to do. Yeah, um, you played the uh, the second map, the slaughterhouse map. Yeah, and I mentioned it in my video that the uh, the map felt it felt like a Call of Duty map. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It was a nice map, mm-hmm. but it felt like it was so that the level design of the map felt like a Call of Duty map. There were so many places to hide, stairs up, mm-hmm. down, left, right, back, forth. Like, if, yeah, it felt like a a back in the day Call of Duty map. I don't know what it's like nowadays. Okay. But I spent a good 15, 10, 15 minutes just walking, uh, walking fast before I figured out what the run button was with the cook. Um, not really doing an awful lot. I imagine the boredom would change a little bit if I was playing with, say, yourself or other friends. Yeah. Talk yeah, to yeah. them. But I'm kind of sat here recording myself going, yeah, we will go get some blood for grandpa. Okay, let's see what's around here. And there's only so much of that you can do before sure, I'm repeating sure. myself. So the game itself, I thumbs up. I think it looks great for what it is. It's mm-hmm. they're, they're not the biggest studio, obviously. They haven't got the biggest history. They did the Friday the Thirteenth game, but the game looks great. It has it, it feels true to the film, especially in the house, the Sawyer house. Um, it's bigger, like you said. You you got stuck in the basement. The basement is huge. <laughs> the basement is fucking huge. Um, took me a while to get out of it, but everything about the house just feels right. I love that. Yeah. The metal shutter doors feel tough, feel heavy. Yeah. Uh, the the animal skulls on the red wall, the dining room with the bones everywhere, the the kitchen being a basically an avatar. It was great, and I think the nicest touch was and I got this wrong in the video. The sunrise. Mm. It was the sunrise. It could have been the sunset. I didn't know which one was east or west because there's also the sunset uh, before the night of Sally's hell. I but think the two variations are sunrise and sunset on the map. Right. Because you've obviously got sunrise right at the end of the film where she escapes and he's dancing with the chainsaw in the sunrise. So, yeah, I don't know what I played. It was either sunrise or sunset. But I mean, I don't know how much of a difference it'll make, really. No, no. It's I just... Flying. Oh, the sun is over there. He got it wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, yeah, as as you hinted at there, I spent pretty much my entirety of my Leatherface playthrough <laughs> trying to find my way out of the basement. I just couldn't. I could not for the life of me. It wasn't even my first match at that point as well. I'd played like a half a dozen or something, <laughs> but I could not find my way out of the basement at all. And then by the time I did. I think there was one survivor left. Yeah. And I got all the way up and I was like, oh, great, I'm outside. And then one of the locating powers was activated and the last survivor was in the basement making the way towards the basement exit. <laughs> so I did absolutely nothing as Leatherface at all. It was good. Yeah, same. I I, I think I scratched the guy with Leatherface. Yeah. I didn't do anything as a cook. A thing with Leatherface, which took me a while again new to this sort of game took me a while to work out was obviously each character is different the cook is a bit faster and his weapon is um 
There's no charge up for his weapon. It's instant. Leatherface chainsaw, you have to charge it up. Takes a yeah. good two seconds, maybe. But it creates noise, which the victims, I assume, could hear. So yeah. if you turn your chainsaw off, you're you're a lot more quieter when trying to hunt your prey, shall we say. But when you find someone, if they see you, you're like, right, i got to stop. <sighs> yeah. And then... Which then, is a little quick timey event. Time yeah. Timing, get the timing of the button clicks right or whatever. To yeah. And then you're kind of a couple of seconds behind chasing whoever you found. So, and and did you, did you did you try and swipe the chainsaw, the chainsaw at all? See, it feels it felt quite stiff, quite. I don't want to say slow. I don't. I don't remember if I did. But I think that's the. I think, like you say, every character's different, and I think mm. that's the trade-off. Leatherface is going to do the most damage. Yeah. But be the slowest. Yeah. I mean, I I played a more when i was playing as the family i only got one leather face match um but i got two or three as the hitcher oh and he's he's very fast he's yeah he's very very quick but does next to no damage because i was running behind a character for what felt like a long time like just slashing them and slashing them and slashing them and they weren't dropping and eventually they did um and that was the only kill I managed to get. And the person disconnected while the animation was going on. So it didn't even count on the scoreboard at the end. I was well enough. Nah. But um but yeah, obviously he's a lot faster. Um, but the damage he the damage he does is very low. So that's your thing. I don't recall I don't think I did swing the chainsaw as um Leatherface. I spent most of my time I mean, I immediately revved it and then spent most of my time sewing through all the barricades that I could find in yeah. the basement. And then I locked myself in a room with a ladder. Then <laughs> <laughs> then realized that Leatherface can't climb ladders. So I had to unlock the door and then go back out again. Oh <laughs> uh, shame you didn't record all this footage for, for I mean I could I could probably pull um I could probably pull the VOD up and we can we can yeah. post it to the the Twitter or something. It, because... it seemed that like uh Leatherface is like the tank. And the hitcher's mm. probably the DPS and the cooker as well, I guess. Mm. But the cook also has. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't clock this at first with Leatherface because I was trying to learn other things. But the cook has uh, four padlocks, so he can relock doors. Yep. So they sort of have their own individual traits, like skills. Mm -hmm. So I didn't. I don't remember. Or didn't clock what Leatherface's was. It I might be that he could. Is the chainsaw? Yeah. I think it's his. It's the chainsaw. Because he can take the barricades um... down. Mm -hmm. so i'm not sure did yeah. you see what the hitchers were the hitcher can lay uh traps you can put like bear traps down ah cool, cool although cool. they're not actually bear traps i don't think it's not like this cartoon wily coyote steel trap it looks like it's fashioned something out of bones yeah sounds about I, right if i remember rightly um i didn't use them very much so i, I don't know but i did get a glimpse of somebody playing and getting caught in one and i think they're they look like they they made out of bone, but it's some yeah, it's some sort of like placeable trap. Yeah, I think he gets four of them, as many locks as the cook gets, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, Leatherface's sort of uh, skill is is just having the chainsaw. I think. Mm. Um, I mean, the cook's got that listening power as well. Where yeah, he can he can uh, he can seek he can hear people, which works quite well. Um, I think it peaks in the direction of the. Yes. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, 
the one thing I mentioned to you earlier about how the, the there was a tweet put out by one of the dev team members saying that they only have the interactive rights for this the first film mm. Mm. that could hinder I think the longevity of the game yeah like I, how I, many I maps agree. could you how many maps can you really get out because you're stretching it with the slaughterhouse really i mean ha- yeah because there is only really one location there yeah i mean i guess maybe you could do um i, mean, I, I can't remember what the name is but it's it's the grand the grandparents house yeah Sally's the, the, grandparents house yeah that's that's next door isn't it it's the prof essentially it's the property next door um maybe the cemetery that they visit possibly yeah yeah um but oh and i suppose the gas station stroke barbecue yeah thing and some surrounding woodland or, or you're really but, scratching it scratching but that's it but for movie movie locations that is it i mean yeah. the slaughterhouse is a big stretch because you don't even really see it at all in the in the movie they drive past um, it they drive past that's it, it. <laughs> you don't you don't see any of the interior or anything no. like that it's I mean, yeah. So that <clears throat> that is it for locations tied in with the movie mm. um, in terms of maps, and then you you basically that's it for characters as well <clears throat> because they've got. I think they've already said they're gonna have the different the three different versions of Leatherface yeah. when he's his Sunday best and when he's got his his wig and makeup on. Yeah. Um. And so nobody much... else has any other costumes. No. So there's so much more they could do if they did have mm. the rights though, which is we'll see. We'll see. But I, I, I for one am looking forward to it. I think we're gonna have a yeah. lot of fun with it. Um Was there anything else I need to say about it? Um, I personally didn't have any issues with it, gameplay wise. Um like te- technical wise, I didn't disconnect myself. Um no glitches, no bugs. I I had one one match where I was I was playing as the cook and the movement was really off. I okay. don't know what was wrong with it. At first I, I at first I thought it was possible because I was streaming it on Twitch at the time yeah. as well, and I thought it was the computer having a panic attack about playing running the yeah. game and uh, and streaming at the same time. But I, in hindsight, I think it was it was just a bug. A movement was just off is the only, is the best way I can describe mm. it. It was a little bit slow, it was a little bit jerky, it was um it wasn't running properly. Everything seemed sort of mistimed. Like the 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 nothing was responding to key presses like at the you know, at the right moment. Everything felt yeah. a little bit delayed. Um, but it was only like I say it was just one match. Um and the rest of the time, yeah, it was it was fine. I had no yeah. No falling through the scenery, no random disconnects or anything like that. Everything worked really, really well. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, I think, yeah, all in all, very much took it. I mean, what? One, two, two and a half months. Like, it's really not long. Mm. So, no, no. Um, I doubt there'll be a, any more tests or there might be one more technical test, but I. They might do one more. Yeah, I mean, it's not It's not a game that's getting a physical release. It's going, it's going to be straight digital. So, it's not like they have to wait on that either. So. Mm-hmm. No, looking forward to it. Um, I think we yeah, can have yeah. a lot of fun. With, I think we can have a lot of fun with it. Uh, but yeah, do go check out my uh, rushed, uh, dodgy, barely content 
I'm really selling it here. Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> game. Technical test videos. One is out now. Second is out tomorrow, Sunday, 4th of June, on the Dreadcast YouTube channel. Um, Do we have anything else to get into before we get into the film? I think that's all the housekeeping done. Oh, one bit of housekeeping, but this is a quick one, and I'm going to be only because we've talked about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up with a uh, this uh, week in horror sort of little section, oh. and it's actually a lot harder than I thought. So that's why I'm going to keep it short. Okay. A couple of films that released. This, this is going to be really naff. Oh, historically, historically, historically yes. So ah, interesting. Forty years ago today, Psycho Two released. Which is yeah. actually a solid film. Yeah, of, Psycho 2 is good. You know, a lot of people, you think with famous horror films, oh, we don't need a sequel. We don't. No, Psycho 2 works. If you've yeah, never yeah. seen it, it's brilliant. Um, and 41 years ago tomorrow, Poltergeist released. So, Oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah, there we go. That's that done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it, folks. I'm working on it, but um, it it might it might bring up some films you've never heard of or before. So just like Psycho Two, you've never heard of it. You've definitely never heard of never it. Never heard of it. You don't know what it is. You've barely even heard of Psycho. Go watch that, and then we'll go watch Psycho Two. Okay. God. Right. Should we talk about today's film? Let's talk about today's film. What is today's film, Tom? Tell tell the nice people listening. Today's film, you lovely, lovely people out there, is part two of our Gates of Hill uh, trilogy, which um, well, not my, not our Gates of Hill, not, our, not, not our, our Gates personal <laughs> Lucio Fulci's Gates of Hell trilogy, um, yeah. as we started with City of the Living Dead last month. And I and and as we're picking films each month uh, individually, like you picked a film, I pick a film. I, I just felt, why don't we just do the Gates of Hell trilogy for the next three months? Get them three done, get them out of the way, push them aside. Because especially that this film today has been on my to watch list for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is basically part two. Now the trilogy isn't um, not a continuous story. It, it, no, it's a loose trilogy. Yeah, isn't it? just based on themes. Right? Yeah, and certain uh, plot elements but there's nothing that directly links them not directly as i no, quite, like say, as i, I mean, coyly hold up my drink I, I mean narratively like like you say it's not no um it's not repeating characters so yes today we were talking about the beyond um and not from beyond which when i wanted to originally watch this ages ago I got so confused. I watched From Beyond, which actually is a great horror film as well. Uh, nice little and, Lovecraftian film, and not 2017's The Beyond, which no. keeps which kept coming up as I was searching for this, which is a, a space thing, a sci-fi thing. I vaguely remember that, and I vaguely remember it flopping. Uh, I mean, scientists transplant human brains into synthetic synthetic bodies and send them through a wormhole. Why? That sounds I, I, because you can't tell. Tell me Science. why. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that's so it's not that one. No, it um, is the 1981, uh, the Beyond, and 
only a year after the City of the Living Dead. Like they pumped the Italians pumped out these films so quick. They did. It's yeah. mad. In fact, House by the Cemetery, the third of the Gates yeah. trilogy, is also eighty one, I think. It is. That's mental. <laughs> That's insane. Wow. Okay. Well, we will be folks. We will be uh, catching up with House by the Cemetery next month, and that will uh, cap off our Gates of Hell trilogy. Now, did you enjoy this film? I enjoyed this film a lot more than I enjoyed uh, City, of the, City of the Living Dead, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Ditto. Um, I think it suffered a little bit because I think one of our main issues with City was the pacing. Yeah. It had some sort of it had some odd pacing, and I think this did tail off a little bit in the middle, but it ramped yep. up at the end, absolutely fantastically. That that final section in the hospital had me howling howling with laughter i loved it it had <laughs> I me i was getting cheering. angry i was getting <laughs> angry in that scene because of how I stupid I... they were being uh, are we talking headshots yes of yeah well, that annoyed he, me but he already did it and then <laughs> it worked and then stopped giving them headshots he repeatedly he, yeah just and there's one that oh. comes up right next to him and he shoots it in the stomach yeah <laughs> Like, I, I mean, we're getting massively ahead of ourselves, but yeah, the end. The how end do you have a gun? It, it was great. It, Dr. Dr. John. Was it John or Jason? Is that, is that his name, like Dr. John? No, I mean, he's got an actual full name, I think. Dr. John McCabe. <laughs> oh, okay. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, just another... Dr. John is a standout hero. He must be related to um, the... Uh, a pickaxe guy <laughs> yeah. because he has some equally like ludicrous reactions to stuff he's so angry in that final act i love it <laughs> yeah he uh he he should not be carrying a gun <laughs> he should not <laughs> no but, <laughs> again we should probably wait until later on to cover it but as we're on the subject yeah as we're on it let's talk about out. the ending fuck you <laughs> it comes out <laughs> He says, I'm a doctor. I'll only accept rational explanations. And then <laughs> yeah. immediately pulls a revolver out of a drawer. Yeah. The guy's an absolute hero. I loved him. <laughs> Just whips it out. Yeah. So, yes. <sighs> generally speaking, I enjoyed this movie a lot. And a lot more than uh, than City. So, yeah. Agreed. It was, uh, it was good. I, for the most part, agree with that. And we both watched this this morning because we're very we busy. Did. We're very busy people. Yeah. And, um, you yeah, know, it's more professional to watch it closer to when you're going to talk about it. So you're more fresh, you know, obviously. Obviously. Um, yeah. When I messaged you this morning, I think I said, like, uh, I'm, pref- I'm, really, I'm really enjoying this. I'm, I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. into this. I was about halfway through. It wasn't yeah. long after that that I was starting to dwindle a bit with it about, hmm, this this is really just starting to feel like another Fulci being Fulci film. About pl- halfway through, it mm. started dragging for me a little bit. The plot started off, the, the narrative was was there at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then it started to feel like, okay, Fulci and whoever Scream wrote this came up with the plot, but they wanted to get, the, their, their more priority was to get the gruesome stuff in, 
where can we mm. fit the gruesome gore and specific scenes in and then we'll we'll make the narrative second secondary to that yeah that's what it felt like um and yeah. like we said the end just went off the rails the end um, was like an episode of dark place scott marine <laughs> oh man. like i mean i'd be very surprised if like that didn't take some inspiration yeah. from from this movie because it, it it just needed matt berry giving it some rick Douglas. <laughs> you and he were buddies it's been a it while just needed a bit of that flavor everything um, needs a bit of matt berry i mean it does agreed but yeah no i yeah i'll agree with you that around the 45 minute in fact i, I distinctly it was around the 45 minute marks i checked um because I, I i was starting to get a little fed up and i was like how much longer is uh, if this is going to be it for the rest of the movie yeah. how much of it is the left and it did save itself in that last 20 minutes i, I have a lot of notes on the last scene the last hospital scene actually so uh, I, more, more we, we should maybe as well. well we'll get back to that then because there's one that i really need to talk about one specific gunshot shall we say <laughs> <laughs> um oh yeah oh there it is <laughs> yeah there it is Right. Well, let's. I mean, let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. So we have, like you say, we had a, a bit of a cold opening. With, Very uh, cold. Everything, opening. everything in sepia tone. Yes. Which I love that touch. I liked it. Yeah. It yeah. Because to show you that it how was happening in old. It was times. old. I mean, not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily that old, but <laughs> I think we. I think we learned later on it was like six years previously or something. Uh no, it's nineteen nineteen twenty seven. Oh, was it? Yeah, it says right at the oh. beginning. Where it says Louisiana, nineteen twenty-seven. Oh, maybe I, I did not notice that. I was thinking about something else. The one of the bodies they find later, he says it's only six years old. Oh, wow. Um, I, I was definitely anyway, we'll paying get, we'll that get, much attention. We'll get to it. Um. So yeah, so yeah, everything's all sepia toned, and we have the the warlock. Painting. Yes. Can you pronounce his name? No. I no, wrote it. I, I wrote it down in a. Is it? Is it? Uh, when you write something, how it sounds? Is it funicular? Phonetically. Phonetic. Funicular's a railway. It's not phonetic. <laughs> I wrote it down phonetically. I think it's Schweik. 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 So I wrote S H V I K E. Yes. Uh, not sure if I was close. S C H W E I C K. So not far off. Okay. Swipe the a warlock as he is, he's called the warlock later on in. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, he's. Well, he's alluded to being a warlock, but by, by the people that, that the the Visit, men, yeah. the men that come with pitchforks the, and in their boats, they in come their in their boats. <laughs> yeah, and they don't. They don't seem to really be at a hurry, do they? They just no, it's just, just sailing casual, away. It's a casual little river cruise, and we might murder a warlock. Yeah. <laughs> but when 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 they called him a warlock, I I I thought at that point they were just using it as a term rather than describing mm. him, which he apparently was, um, and painting his painting of hell, hell. I guess uh, one of the gates, the entries to hell. Yeah, this fits in nicely with your little fetish about <laughs> about liking to see the different depictions of hell. You say that, sir. Fetish. You say that. Let me scroll down to one of my notes. 
Where are you? Where are... Here it is. What seems to be a recurring theme when a horror film centers around a leash in hell. I want to see the creative side of what their hell looks like. Well, I'll see. I, I want to see it. And I saw it. It's only a something. Yeah. It was only something small. But it was something. Because most yeah. of the time when we see um, said uh, gate in this film opening, like the gate in the City of the Living Dead, uh, it's done from a, a hell's first person perspective looking at our heroes. Mm-hmm. You don't actually see into it. It's just darkness. So I really yeah. like that touch. It's just something. Mm-hmm. And that painting's cool, yeah. It was good. It was good. But yeah, they accuse him of being a warlock and they as they're whipping him. I've got a note that just says whip the warlock. With steel chains. <laughs> yeah. They God. probably thrash him. Yeah. They, they probably thrash him and then nail him to a wall and dissolve him with like lime, I'm presuming it is. I'm not sure. I just put white stuff. White stuff. They melt him with white stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I just taking a guess. I'm assu- I'm assuming it's lime. Um, this and just as a note, this film likes melting people. Bolchy. It's the it's the melting and it's the eyeballs. It's bolchy. It is. It is definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of eyeball stuff, but there is a lot of melting going on. So yeah, he gets. Um, so yeah, so he gets nailed to the wall with a, a wonderful delayed reaction to that first nail going in. Yeah. It's yeah. just a beat too long before we start screaming. <laughs> and you can see how the effect is done. Not in a bad way. The effect is, is really well done. How uh, the actor's hand is coming through the wall while the prosthetic arm is, is slapped against the wall. Yeah, And that's what they nail into. But the, the blood pours. It's like a tap has been turned on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it's... I don't know, I to mean, me, it qu- it's gruesome. It is. I, I mean, again, you know, Fulci and Italian horror, there yeah. is a lot of a lot of gruesome. Um, a lot of blood pumping and a lot of, like, really loud water effects over yeah. sound effects over that blood. Like, there, there was a few moments in this film where I really noticed the sound effects. Yeah, Either same. because they were slightly wrong for what they were covering or they were just extra loud and i think whenever we see whenever we saw sort you know close up of gushing wounds and blood pumping they seem to be an overly loud drip 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 drip, drip. that sounded like a like you say like yeah. a tap running that was specifically notable when um uh the the female in the morgue was her face was being melted by sulfuric acid, and that was really uh, crazy sound design. But for the most part, throughout the film, especially when we're seeing the, the Walking Dead, quote unquote, very animalistic. The audio, very sound, the sound design. It's not. It wasn't just all like. Oh. It was a lot of animalistic sort of. I don't know. Maybe they put microphones to bores, or because I've seen that mm. happen before. Mm-hmm. Very unnatural sounds, unnerving sounds. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't that, it was that incredibly, like, banging synthwave track mm. that oh, was all 80s. over the place. Yeah. yeah, but it was great. I loved it. Um, so, yeah, guy gets nailed to the wall. And we're also told at this point that the hotel where they're in, or the house that I yeah. guess they're in, is 
is that later becomes a hotel or is going to be a hotel is built over this this gate because of course it is it's a killer trope yeah we talked about the house built over, over something evil built over something evil yeah um it's what yeah one of the seven doors of evil but there's also the book seven dwarves of evil <laughs> did i say that no, you didn't, but immediately that's where my brain went. That's next month's film um, we'll be doing. <laughs> oh, Stay tuned. Yes. Uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs of Evil. Of Evil. <laughs> that's the horror version. Um, that 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 license, is, Disney have lost that license now, so that's been made. Um, there's also the, the their version, their their own Necronomicon, the Ibon, the Idon, sorry. I think it's pronounced, mm-hmm. the Idon book. I feel like this needed more play in the film, this book. Yeah. It, yeah, it does. It crops up a few times, and suddenly it seems to be really important to yeah. um, Liza, Eliza, Liza, the main character. The, Liza. The, yeah. The, the, Liza, yeah. Liza. Yeah, it seems, there's, there's a couple of points where it seems to be really important, but it, yeah, we're not it's not really explored enough. It's not, we're not really given too much about it. We also keep seeing a symbol mm. um, as first introduced in the prologue. There is a, a, a quite distinct, I mean, it's quite distinct, but difficult to describe because it doesn't really, it's a cross. It's a crucifix. Like yeah. Coming off the bottom of it, I guess is the easiest way to describe. I was convinced when I first saw it that I, I not that I knew what it was, but that I'd seen it before and that it was something recognisable. So on the bookshelf behind me, I have like a big book. I think it is literally called something like the Big Book of Occult Signs and Weird Symbols. Shit. <laughs> yeah, and I when I paused the movie and I went and got it and I sat and flipped through this <laughs> thing, and it's not in there. And then I googled it because that would have been a more sensible thing to do in the first place. And it turned out that it's made up for the movie. So it's not a real thing at all. Um, and apparently, I found a couple of different sources in adverts. Yeah, sources yeah. Um, claiming this. But it was based on a tattoo that Fulci's daughter had that he hated. So he made it into an evil symbol for his movie. <laughs> Which I really hope is true. Basically, hell. My daughter got this, and it's. I'm going to use it as the uh, yeah. symbology for hell. You can by the, by the looks of it, you can get it on a t-shirt print. You can get it as a mug. I mean, it does. I think it has. I think it has sort of like gained a little bit of. Yeah. You know, a bit of uh, recognizable, you know, marketability or whatever for Fulci fans. Um, it also apparently crops up in another Fulci movie called Conquest. A sword, oh. and sorcery, a sword and sorcery uh, affair really now? that he did, which, having looked up, uh, if it had been av- it's available to rent or whatever on Prime, if it had been there to watch on Prime, I would have done a Fulci double bill this morning because it sounds brilliant. It's uh, a- Conquest, there we go, 83. Two warriors wage battle against an assortment of vicious beasts and monsters. This is you all over. Yeah. And monsters dispatched by a demonic, <laughs> demonic demigod. Yeah, that sounds wild. 100% I want to see that. So. Oh my god, this man has a laser bow and arrow. Yeah, see? 
What's not to like? I had one of them in Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, and the artwork. Wow. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, put that aside for now. We'll, we'll look at that. <laughs> yeah, so, so anyway, so I learned about that, but yeah, apparently the symbol crops up in there. But yeah, I hope the story of the tattoo is true because I, yeah, that's fantastic. I find that hilarious. Um, like I said, it was mentioned as several different forums by several different people, so I'm assuming there's it's either a very common, you know, urban legend or it's it's true, but everybody seems to be claiming that that's the. That's the yeah, I'd go with that. Behind it, it's good enough. Um, so yeah, so that's our little uh, our little prologue to the main, yeah um, main film where we get the setup of. There's also the fact he's in room thirty six. Oh, it it's it not just keeps yeah, it yeah. just keeps sh shooting back to that, doesn't it? As the film. The number, the number thirty-six is. Relevant. Yeah, the number's not significant. It's just the number of the room he was in. Like mm. thirty-six doesn't mean anything. It just uh, because it becomes a hotel. The building becomes a hotel later on. There's like a, a buzzer from each room that links down to a machine downstairs, and if you press it, mm -hmm. the, the machine goes off, and that the room keeps going off. So like a paranormal activity sort of style. Yeah, but there's no significance to the number. It's just that room. So you know which yeah. room Strike was in, basically doing his uh, mm -hmm. warlocky deeds. Um, his painting, his warlock painting. His his his, his happy his happy little just a happy little dead <laughs> corpse down here, and uh, just a bit of evil here. It's just a happy little field of corpses. Thank you for joining me and myself, me the warlock today, and uh, have a great week. We'll see you next week for some more hell. <laughs> That's Bob Ross if he was a warlock. Which he um, isn't. He's a gem. Was. He's a gem. He was that's our pro drill sergeant. Previously. Shut up. Yeah, straight up. Look he's, it up. He's like Arlie Ermory, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's obviously ridiculously surprising based on you know, everybody's impression of him. But yeah, he was a How are you today, my friend? Um, <laughs> So, so then we we come you know forward in time to yeah. uh, Liza who has inherited mm. the hotel and is hoping to to do it up to swank it up and reopen it. Speaking um, of Liza, quickly, mm -hmm. did you catch the actress who plays her? Uh, I did not. She looked familiar. It's Macatrio. Catriona yeah. McCall. She is in City of the Living Dead. Oh. She was the uh, one at the seance. He got buried alive and nearly got her head caved in with oh, a pickaxe. Oh, uh, it was. Yep. Oh, and, yeah. and she is apparently in House by the Cemetery. She is the tri in the trifecta. Oh, there you go then. That's, yeah. that's the link. That's what I was saying. There's that loose connection. That's the link. I think... I've, I've, wondered as well if um the little boy is in house of the house by the cemetery the little boy at the end of city well the end but city yeah, of the living yeah, dead yeah. who uh yeah the screen cracks on his face mm -hmm. it may not be but mm -hmm. uh i was i was looking at house by the cemetery earlier and thought the kid looked familiar mm. um 
Oh, yeah, okay, that's cool. So that's cool. Yeah, it's a nice little link. Miss McCall back for all of them. Um, So, yeah, she's... Who's she talking to in that scene? She's telling somebody about how she's going to open this. In what scene? Um, In the... the, Yeah, yeah, where she's she's explaining. Because you've got the painters, like, up on the gantry and... Yeah, yeah. She's talking to somebody, and I can't remember who, who it was now. Uh, I can't remember, but it could be Martha. The I assume she she was like a housemaid. Um, there was Martha. There's Arthur. There's Joe. And I believe which one was the oh, no. plumber? Um, Joe the plumber. I've got a note about Joe the plumber. Yeah, he's the one that um, gets it. No, it's bad. it's pre it's it's previous to that, and she's talking to. I'm sure it's a man because he's trying to convince her to do something. Could be Arthur. I could mean, be this other guy. It could could be. Could be. It's probably not very important anyway. But yeah, she, essentially, she, she's sort of saying, "Oh no, the guys will have it fainted like fairly quickly." Yeah. You know, it'll be open soon or whatever. And then we cut to um, one of the unfortunate painters getting a little a little fright through one of the windows. Yeah. One <laughs> thing I got to say about that though, that I felt was a constant throughout the film. The jump scares worked. No, I, not in the sense of I was, oh, but yeah, they worked yeah. in the sense of I could, they, these didn't feel like they were cheap jump scares because. Not forced. As we talked about in our horror cliches, uh-huh. you should go back and watch, folks. A lot of cheap jump scares nowadays rely on the audio to, they build it up, build it up, and silence. And then it's a big scream in your face right on the screen. Mm-hmm. This, this wasn't it. Like, we were, we, were, we were happily bobbing along nicely with a bit of painting on the side, and then suddenly there's these white eyes in the window. You, you yeah. did not see it coming at all. You did, because we, we had, our, we had our, our prologue, shall we say, then we were getting into, mm-hmm. we were starting the film off. But no, straight in with the jump scare, and it, it worked. Yeah, it is. And, and yeah, and I guess letting us know that this hotel is, is haunted or there's, you know, there's yeah. something supernatural going on. Um, and, yeah, that poor painter takes takes an absolute header off that scaffolding well um, he 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 popped his blood capsule about a second to before he hit the ground before because he was he was about to hit the ground and the blood was just coming out of his mouth already so well, this this is what i was going to say on the subject of blood because i thought oh he's dead yeah like he's fallen off there and he's dead and then the next scene yeah. they've moved him He's fallen like you know, fifteen feet off a scaffold. You know, you should never health and safety and first aid. Oh, says you should never, never move somebody in that position. You know, in that situation, because you don't know what damage they've done to their back or their spine or whatever. No, no, they've they've carried him inside, put him on the sofa, and he is pissing blood. Like it's coming out of his mouth. It's all over the place, and it's like if he's bleeding that much. Just leave him outside. Why have you brought him in? <laughs> he's, a cold, he's a cold compress, a nice quilt, and a cup of tea, and he'll be fine. He is. His mouth is a waterfall of blood. It's just <laughs> he can't get his lines. What few little lines he has can't get them out. Because and they, they're questioning much. him. They're questioning the poor bastard. <laughs> so what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> now on on the uh, the point of who he sees, that is. It's obviously Emily, who we'll we'll talk about in a bit, but yes. Emily is the woman in at the beginning, right? At the beginning, um, nineteen twenty-seven, I believe. 
because spoiler we find out this woman with the white eyes uh is a ghost um mm -hmm. but i believe that is her at the beginning recanting whatever paragraph yeah. it was about the seven gates of hell so i just want to check yeah, that yeah, was yeah. yeah it must be there couldn't have been another person um no i'm, I'm pretty sure it's her although there was a scene later on where completely mistook one character for somebody else um which we'll get to when okay. it comes up but mm -hmm. i was convinced that one person had basically been resurrected because oh. they, they they appeared and then i thought they died and appeared again but it turned out not to be the case um it was just me a momentary lapse of conversation <laughs> were you uh, thinking of martha the brunette. Yes. yes, I thought it was Martha her in the morgue. being the woman in the hospital. Yes, I thought it was her not. as well. <laughs> yeah. Right, good because I, yeah, I had this whole note about how she can just wander into the morgue and start messing with any old body she wants, somebody she barely knows. Yeah, we'll and get then she to that up again. Like ten minutes later, and I was like, "Hang on a minute, she's dead. What's well, going she, on? She is now." But then <laughs> I realised there is a there's a another character that. Obviously Apparently, bears quite a strong resemblance to her, because um, I had yes, but it was extra confusing because I had a whole little romantic subplot going on, thinking that this person was Martha. Because not long after that, we're introduced to Joe the plumber. We are indeed, and Joe the plumber rocks up, and he looking very much like an incredibly buff Tommy Chong. Um. Cheech and Chong. Okay, and, yeah, I had to think for and a second. Like, yeah. And that was my first time. I was like, oh, he looks like Tommy Chong. And then I noticed he was like a lot filled out. Yeah. And I, well, I wasn't the only person that noticed. Martha immediately to shine to Joe the plumber. She's, she wants a bit of that. And I think it's reciprocated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was convinced that later on in, in the morgue, because, spoiler, Joe gets got. Very um, much so. I thought it was Martha wandering in to like dress his corpse. Yeah, same. And and the person that obviously wasn't it isn't Martha does mm -hmm. an incredible job of sitting there knitting up a, an outfit that apparently ends up being a three piece suit for this gentleman. <laughs> <Yeah>. for <Joe. laughs> like, how long did that take? All the while, her daughter's just sat in. The oh forest. yeah, but yeah. yeah, I was convinced it was Martha, and I was like. She can't just wander in to, like, start messing with this body. Like, for a start, I, I understand that maybe there's some sort of procedure where, you know, a situation where you need to go and identify a body yeah. or whatever. But I was like, she doesn't know this person. He's a guy that she made a sandwich for that she just fancied a bit. Like, and all of a sudden she's in the morgue with all the other bodies that are just around the place. Yeah, we, we need to talk about the morgue. But because I I have points about that more. But let, before we get to the morgue, Joe's death. Yeah, because Joe. Back to well, Vlad. no, just I I I I think I'm remembering it wrong. But he's there just because there's a there's a flood in the basement, right? Yeah. No, there's no water. Yeah. There's no water coming out in any of the taps, but the basement's flooded. But as he's there. Is it where the water is leaking into the basement, or does he just decide? This looks a bit iffy, this wall. I'm just going to... I'll just start scratching at it and start... Oh, this is going a bit further now. And then a um, hand reaches through. He's... He starts chiseling around the pipes, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes. Chiseling yes, around the pipes because yeah. the pipes are draining. And, that, and again, we have another weird sound effect. 
point because as he's hammering mm. chiseling into i mean presumably brick or um you know a, pl a plaster store covered stone mm. or something like that it sounds very much like broken glass <laughs> it's like <laughs> ching 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 it's like the sound effects are way off here um so yeah <laughs> another point about Joe the sexy plumber looking the like sexy Tommy Chong immediately lights up a cigarette. Yep. <laughs> just yeah. He's like, yeah. She's telling him about the problems, and he's just like, yep. But well, smoke, smoking was cool back then. It totally was. You know. Um. Yeah. So he yeah, he really gets this. got. He really gets got, and I I was I was actually quite shocked that we got the eyeball. The, fir the first eyeball death, eyeball uh -huh. gross scout scene this early on. I mean, we're only 20, well, 20 minutes in, maybe 15, 20 minutes in. I mean, about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and as he, yeah, he's chiseling away at this wall and he just basically, I think he literally opens the gate to hell. Mm. I believe by breaking through this wall is the, is the gate to hell, is the door, one of the doors to hell. And I guess so. an arm we, again, a fairly okay jump scare. You, mm. I feel like you would have expected something, but it's quite a, it's quite a good jump scare. And then there was another good jump scare before this, which I actually noted down was when the buzzer for room thirty six went off. Mm. Eliza is just talking to someone, and suddenly, you just, you don't expect it. Yeah. It didn't build you up to think, okay, here we go, here we go, here it comes, here it comes. No, it was out of no, the blue. Just, just go for it. And they're good. But Joe's one there, this this gross decaying hand just leaps out of darkness, yeah. grabs his it it's very precise. It grabs his face, but with the first just, just the finger, finger just scrape, just, yeah. scrapes his eyeball out. Wipes, it's, wipes out. Things like that are so much more grotesque and disturbing, I think, than say Rhodes getting torn in half and gutted in day of the dead i mean it depends how your blood looks depends how the effects look, but mm -hmm. as a as a gore uh, gore scene as a whole i being gouged out like that is yeah another level to me mm. and it, it looks good i mean i think all it the does. effects look reasonably well reasonably good they all work reasonably well um there's a few a, a few iffy bits with yeah puppets and and such but you know. i think that as well the italian blood is very red very red um where it needs to be a bit darker like i remember savini yeah. always said like you need the green you need a bit of green in it it's it's not it's not so poster painty red like the original dawn of the dead but i mean mm. that's what they had to work with at the time so um joe is now at the morgue very dead. Very, very dead. The morgue. <laughs> what? This was my first instance, and I was proven right towards the end with our, the scene we alluded to earlier about the end mm -hmm. scene and the morgue slash hospital. 
hospital or what i don't know if it is a hospital or whatever it, it is. is a hospital because right. there's a sign outside that just says hospital, hospital. On it. because from the front it looks like the, a bel-air mansion it, yeah it, you literally expect will smith to, to rock up jazz getting it's chucked a big down. white pillared entrance yeah. sort of thing but there is a little sign next to it in stuck into like the, the flower bed that just says hospital hospital <laughs> this the morgue room it had like a sort of 2001 Kubrick space yes. odyssey feel to it with all these it's very sci-fi with the way things are yeah. found out and laid out <laughs> yeah it does and as again like we talk about like, uh, earlier and we'll talk about later on about the final scene it's what I talked about in Wishmaster about you could tell this was not shot on site anywhere this is a set because all the panes of glass or windows are frosted so you can't see through them or see out because there is no outside. It's a studio. <laughs> um, I mean, arguably it's a morgue, so you don't want people looking in there. But, but every think, pane yeah. of glass. But I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's wild that that room. But though. yeah, it does look very. It feels like it needs some strange. control panels and buttons it's, that it do is nothing. Just missing. And... Yeah, very clean. Like it's yeah. Like you say, 2001 or like Doctor Who. Yeah. Doctor Who. And there's just like five. Sci fi vibe to it. Five bodies or five or six bodies just laying there. There doesn't seem to mm. be any sign of um, uh, pull out uh, trust of draw, uh, like freezers well, for the bodies. Or... As, as we find out later on, because it's got a stand up corpse yeah. fridge. <laughs> for the cadavers. <laughs> they don't have They don't have the usual stainless steel pull out drawer yeah. like you'd expect like we've seen in every other morgue scene ever no there's a scene where somebody opens the freezer and all the corpses They're are just, just stood up in there reminding me of um return the beginning of return of the living dead where they're at the you need a medical supply uh and they're talking about the cadavers and they got the cadavers standing up like fine but this is a fucking yeah. morgue oh yeah yeah it's um it's it's a wild design. I mean, it's different. Yeah. It's it's is it probably different for not. the right right reasons? No, it's no. probably just it, it. It just feels like you wanna you wanna just sort of tap the set art director or whatever on the shoulder yeah. and just say, just just have, go and have a look at a morgue. Just just take the time, have an extended look on your lunch break, whatever. Just just have a look at one. <laughs> Can you just go because, over look, please? Because what you've got here is not it, my friend. Is not it. Um, they need a weapons expert from City of the Living Dead to talk to him about how to use a pickaxe. They need a better <laughs> art director. <laughs> just little no, things. The guy you learned is. I'm convinced the guy learned how to use that pickaxe from Doctor John McCabe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we will get there. But he's he, that guy's a, a maniac. Um, but but it is it is Doctor John, isn't it? That's in there doing the autopsy and an assistant um, with his assistant. Yeah, and his assistant. Uh, basically, they have this little back and forth whereby they 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 get this. They, well, he they, he remarks that the the body, mm. um, is six years old. He says it's in remarkably good conditions for a, a six year. Unless he says 60 years. But I, I could have sworn it was six. 
it's in good condition for a six-year-old corpse. And they have a little back and forth. And then the assistant. Um, do we find out his name? Is it Hendrix? Is it the same guy from... I think Wait, it's... is it... Does he say that because Joe's body is first... We only watched this a few hours ago. It's Joe's body is first found, I believe, right? But doesn't another body get found down down? Yeah, there's place? two bodies. Yeah, Martha so finds Joe, yeah, she finds another body, and I thought that was the body of the guy from the beginning. Schweik. That's nailed the warlock. Schweik, yeah, Schweik. yeah, yeah. Mm. I figured it was Schweik's body. Yeah, no, it's and... definitely 1927. Mm. Yeah, and then but then the doctor says this corpse is in remarkably good condition for for for. A, six-year-old corpse or something mm. words to that effect he definitely says six years but anyway the the assistant doesn't want to proceed with an autopsy straight away he wants to hook it up to a brainwave machine oh i forgot about this for absolutely no discernible reason whatsoever this man is supposed to be a medical professional i mean i'm no doctor but i'm fairly certain there is no advantage to hook in a corpse up to a brainwave machine. Certainly not one that's been dead for a period of <laughs> up to six years. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. Um... <laughs> I mean, even even that level of credential <laughs> should tell you that there's no point to this. It's not explain and, and the other doctor basically just goes, all right, well, you, you know, have your fun. Yeah. But when I come back, I'm doing an autopsy. And it's like, why are you encouraging this? Because this is weird behavior. I think, really now, it does say the bodies of both Joe and Sh uh, Shrike were discovered. So mm. I'm going to assume they're talking about maybe Shrike and he said 60. Because maybe he said 60. Maybe 27 60. plus 60, 87. He could be like rounding up to 60 years you know yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. That, it could probably, be that, that makes more sense we'll probably get it wrong but we don't normally do that so just no. bear with us if we got a bit of a, I mean, a well, tiny bit of information wrong yeah oh he's, he's leaving he's leaving Let's move that cushion um no i'm not having it six years um <laughs> no 60 does make more sense but yeah i was i was i was definitely thinking that that was spike's body yeah um but yeah, I don't understand what this brainwave machine business is. It looked cheap as well. The <laughs> the, the the prop of the machine looked really cheap with the the little radar. It it looked more like a radar than um, mm. I don't like a heart monitor sort of uh, graph that you get in a hospital. You know the beep beep yeah. beep beep. This looked like a a circular green radar. Where was like it a, a ship was coming in. It's an oscilloscope, isn't it? Um, that's what it's called which is used to display the wave electronic mm. the waveform of electronic signals but why is that really why? the first thing you do is that the I first mean, thing i mean it's not no it shouldn't be a thing that you do no not at, at all. any point though no. <laughs> yeah, there's not... no there's no, what is he trying it, but it doesn't exist as the thing it doesn't explain it it just it just kind of goes oh we could, because he says something about, oh, we'll do an autopsy, and the other guy, oh, we could. And he's like, all right, use your brainwave machine then. But it's like, why? What are you trying to prove? That he's dead? We know that he's dead. It's yeah. Just get inside wrong, it. Look at his guts. Let's have a look. Corpse. Yeah. It's very strange. Especially if you've said, oh, 60 years. 
What are you, what are you trying to achieve from this? <laughs> so he hooks so he hooks it up there and then immediately leaves the room. Like after a couple of seconds. Yeah. He immediately leaves the room. Although well, then we do see some sort of activity. Beep, beep, beep. On the, uh, on the thing which shows just so happens to happen yeah there's something spooky going on just when he um, leaves but at this point not martha arrives with the daughter is it now it's is now. now is it now is it now it is, is. It? i thought it was a bit later on no i generally thought it was it... a bit later on. Oh, okay all right all right no it's at this point because it's i a... i thought my favourite scene of the film was next. On the bridge. On the bridge. Oh. Um, oh, the, you know, yeah, that might be right. I just don't think I made a note about that. It, was, it wasn't It was long, but... Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, that is before. That is yeah, before. They, they go we back and forth. The, we jump to the bridge after Joe gets his eyes yeah. gouged. And then we jump to the bridge and uh, Eliza meets Emily, the blind yeah. lady. This was probably um, my favourite scene shot of the film. I thought the mm. cinematography was really good on this. Also because this bridge is 23 miles long, I found out. It's, it's nuts. Enough. It's endless. It is weird. It's, I, at first, I thought it was a dream sequence at first because it was just so yeah. radically different to everything yeah. else. And she it, meets I, this woman in the middle of this bridge. Yeah, so, and... yeah. The first shot of it is just uh, the camera above the bridge, but the bridge is heading towards the horizon. It just looks so endless. So, yeah, it goes with what you said about the dream. And as uh, Liza's driving down, yeah, you see that the image of Emily and Dickie, the dog, standing Dickie in the middle the of the road. And it's it's a Good really nice shot. Really nice shot. Um, it's not long. It's just, it's mm. basically the first meeting between Emily and Liza. Yeah. Um, but as I didn't know much about this film, I thought, huh, we got the jump scare from this woman at the beginning. She's mm. now in the middle of this road with a dog. Are you our antagonist? Are you the evil? Like, this feels a bit weird. Wow. I I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I was I mean, pleasantly fair, happy that it wasn't. But no, I, there's something, there's something about it. I think because it just didn't feel like it fit, with, especially the rest mm. of the film, I love this scene. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was just after that that Martha finds Joe. That's and it. And then, uh, and then we have another scene with um, Emily trying to ex trying to persuade Liza to close the hotel yeah. and give up on the venture and, and leave. Yeah. But she can't tell her why. She's like, "Oh well, why should I?" She's like, "I can't explain it. Just do as I say." That's as and bad as when people. Piano. That's as bad as when people will answer people like that with riddles. Yeah. Uh, just tell me an answer. Just give me a straight answer. <laughs> So frustrating. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's that, and then then we then we have the it does it chops back and forth, and then we have the uh, morgue scene with the dog. Yes, um, yes. So it's just after this that not Martha turns up. I, not, I convinced <laughs> not, it, Martha. It, not Martha. <laughs> I was convinced. I was convinced it was Martha turning. To, yeah. To see to Joe, and I was like. She can't just walk into the morgue and start dressing this corpse that she has no relation to. Which, um, in, in a theory, this should be a criminal investigation. 
Joe has in theory been murdered. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing to there's there's nothing to suggest no. that this is accidental. He didn't get some plumbing wrong and get his eye gouged out. No, it's def it's definitely suspicious. So yeah, that's weird. That's a good point. There's no police involved. No. At whatsoever no. absolutely none nothing so this there's just this body he doesn't even ask anyone to go into that room she just walks into this room there's corpses there she's she's, she's gone to get the corpses she went Leaves to get the, the daughter co- outside yeah you sit here i'm gonna go get the corpses dear <laughs> but that's what i mean as well if it was like a legit or to identify the body situation they don't just like go well which one <laughs> no <laughs> is this yours is he with you <laughs> it's one of these let me just have a look at it so it I'm, don't work like what well, if they're all what well, if they're all burnt to crisp uh, exactly. i don't, don't know <laughs> um so she's in there and as you say she starts cutting it, did, it wasn't clear what she was doing at first she just starts no. randomly cutting a piece of material and then it it fades out and cuts it's back to <laughs> A full suit, Joe, Joe's body, yeah, dressed. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fitted with rosemary, uh, rosemary beads, and yeah, like, ready for ready for burial. She's come in, she's done done the job. Um, Lovely. And while that's going on, um, she faints. She, she she sees. Does she see something? I don't know because I just put down. Why did she faint? Because, I think she, I think she reacts to something and screams. Yeah. And all we see is the acid bubbling out of the, the yeah. bottle. And the bot, but the bottle falls over as well. It's, and the bottle it's falls like, over. It's like it's on a trolley so, or table behind her, conveniently where she falls. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're meant to. I think we're meant to think that she, she sees, she. She sees something horrific and reacts mm. to that and faints. What I took from that was she had a horribly violent fainting episode at the sight of some acid. <laughs> like it's <laughs> admittedly the acid was like leaping out of the bottle. Yeah, but the, it 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 at you know at the way I viewed it was it's like she's reacting to that happening, but I don't think that's what what's actually there's a potential other reason and i noted it down a lot later on when we got to the whole walking dead mm-hmm. uh well no, i don't want to right. call them zombies i was called the dead like i did just in living dead how back in sitting living dead they they were kind of reanimated corpses but they had they were more magical they were more mystical they could teleport you know this was just yeah. evil this was just e- mm-hmm. No pun intended. This was just Evil Dead, <laughs> um, yeah. and they're, they're they're a little bit like this in this because later on in the scene with uh, Emily, she might I don't know she might be in her in another house or the hotel. That's oh, what, yeah, her, yeah, yeah. her her death scene, which is weird because she's a ghost, um, and they teleport there. They just appear. appear. So yeah. it's like, is there some sort of magical evilness happening in the morgue with like Joe's body is dead? But he's still, in theory, alive, but in an evil presence way, and he's fucking with her head, making her made her yeah. collapse. Like it's not clear. It's not clear. I mean, I thought it wasn't so much Joe's body; it was the other one, Schweik. second Spike. Yeah, I thought it was that one. But again, we don't really see it. No. What we do see is the daughter coming in, 
and yeah, basically coming in and witnessing this acid like mm. melting her mother's face off. Yeah, just um, slowly pouring onto her onto she, this wax face. Yeah, she essentially like faints in front of or in the path of the yeah. the, the tipped bottle of acid and and gets a face full. Um which they actually used. They actually used on a wax prosthetic face and mm-hmm. just melted it, which is great. But then unfortunately it turns into Italian poster paint red blood foamy yeah. liquid foamy rolling yeah sort of <laughs> yeah creeping across the floor and she steps away at which point she opens the stand up corpse yeah. freezer <laughs> yeah and one of the corpses in there is it sort of calls for you know lunges for her doesn't it and then we yeah. we cut and we cut to a we cut to a jazz bar <laughs> oh my god we do yeah where just the, the reminders that we're in Narlins. Narlins. Uh, Nola. In this in this movie. Yes, um, with the Doctor and Liza, I believe, right? Yeah, and it's really weird how they meet because he just sort of pulls up alongside her in a car and beeps his horn and goes like... Well, uh, yeah, but they've met before because he was the one, I think, who came to... <laughs> he came to the hotel, didn't he, at the beginning, which is how they met. So it's him that right? Okay, he's the chap. Then it's him that he's talking to. Um... I think because of the painter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah, you're right. Even in the car, it's just. <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> and I thought, and I do. I did watching it. I did think like, oh, they must have met somewhere previously, and I've just not. I've just not twigged that it's the same guy. Yeah. But it does look a little bit like God. This guy works fast. Yeah. He's got time to hang around. <laughs> Um, so they go. Uh, so yeah, they. Just, I mean, they just they just chatting. I don't really recall anything of any significance happening. This jazz bar scene. They just they just have a chat. Um. And. Yeah. What what happens? In the jazz bar. Well, mm. I I don't. I think there. It's more of a bit of a exposition scene uh really but it's it's more about god this is really bad maybe we shouldn't watch films before a few hours before we but we just forget everything he receives a phone call which i would assume it's not it's not um fully expressed what's happened in the phone call i believe it's about the morgue the situation in the morgue, because uh, it's where he was right. it's where he was he just left the morgue to, yeah he just to go out for his drink so yeah this so this isn't the scene where they're going looking for the book She's going looking for the book. No. And it goes to the crazy bookshop on her. Does that come later? That's later on. That's later, That's later on. on. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Now, definitely didn't just load up the film to... Um, check what we were mumbling about for the last <laughs> five minutes because we didn't really know what the fuck was going on even though we yeah. watched it nearly eight hours ago I know. Um, but I'm just going to assume um, that the scene in question that we were talking about at the bar the, the doctor and Liza again just assuming they're just throwing it out there we're probably talking 
about what she was doing in New York in her previous life before moving to uh, New Orleans. Oh, it was how she hotel. got the hotel. Yeah, yeah, it probably was. It probably was. But I mean, probably. You know, and how Martha and Arthur came with the house and the doctor's never heard of them and she can't get rid of them. And then he gets the phone call from the hospital. It's probably yeah. the scene is probably something about that, but let's not dwindle it too much. I think it's probably fairly safe to say my attention was dwindling point i yes. think it's i think it, this is kind of the point where it sort of started to feel like a bit of a slog and i was ready for something interesting to happen but we're only half hour in mm, well yeah but i think it just yeah it it seemed to have we were getting some interesting stuff yeah and then we went into this is the book relevant yeah yeah, the book really. Section. Yeah, I was I was really hoping for more of the book that like we said earlier about how I don't know maybe we'd see pages of the book, learn its mm-hmm. history about the book. But the book, I mean, the book is introduced in the first few minutes. It's what Emily's reading from, as we talked about. But yep. we don't know the significance of the book. No, I mean we don't know where it came from. I mean we do see some inside of it. We do see bits of. Mm. I mean, but. but about it yeah it's not it's not really it's not it's not the necron put it that way no it's not like a centerpiece it's this sort of side issue that yeah there's like a, a weak attempt to kind of make it more of a focal point and then they bail out of it and decide that it's not actually it's not relevant after all yeah um, yeah because we get this scene <clears throat> where Liza can't find the book, and then she suddenly sees it in the window of a second-hand bookshop. Yeah. She goes in, and the, we get this sort of stereotypical crazy shop owner. He's just giggling manically to himself. He's the crazy and, old man <laughs> Yeah, of the film. And she, she picks up this book. Where did you get this book? And he's like, ah, oh, that's always been <laughs> And it turns out not to be the the eye bomb book or whatever it is but it comes with a free froger it was (laughs) (laughs) froger is also cast (laughs) that's bad (laughs) after Um, after our bar scene we do go to the great graveyard for the um funeral because he's gonna have a funeral a grave graveyard scene this for not martha and the daughter is there at the at the end of this scene the daughter uh, pans uh, her head is down, but pans up to the camera and has white eyes, mm. like Emily, like the the ghost we saw at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, I looked into this because this happens again later on in the film. The yeah, thing with, where she's in the morgue again. Yes, and we also get the same thing. And I, because I. Yeah, I must have spaced on this cemetery scene because I thought she just it was been very in quick. That morgue for the entire length <laughs> time. <laughs> <She's there. laughs> the the thing apparently with the white eyes though, like yeah, they're alluded to that Emily's blind, so why she's got the dog. Mm-hmm. Granted, the contact lenses don't look that great because uh, no. they they they're they're just um, the circular. They're not they're not they're not big contact lenses. I don't know much about contact lenses. Yeah, but. and they kind of. The, the color of them is a little off and it yeah. seems to suggest more like possessed that evil possessed eyes not mm. blind 
Well, apparently the blindness uh, in story-wise is a result of the exposure to evil. That's why it happens. So that's why it happened to Emily. That's why it happens to the young girl. That's why what happens at the end of the film. Right. Apparently, it's a not, it's a little explanation, but it's something at least because this just happens out of nowhere. She's at the funeral for her, her mom, not Martha, and she just looks up and she's got these white eyes. It's not explained thoroughly. Right, right. Um. Oh well, okay. But it is a short scene. It is a very short mm. scene. It's not like yeah, five five that. minutes hearing someone wail in a coffin and is that someone? No. Is oh is it? I don't know. Maybe I'll get a pickaxe and find <laughs> out. I mean, if it would have been that, then that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally spaced on that. I mean, the cat was possibly being a pest or something <laughs> to deal with him. He's been he's been a nightmare this morning today. Um, so the next note I've got is it's the the tarantula scene. Hang on, hang on. Before, because we're gonna have, we're gonna have some fun with we're gonna have some fun with that. Before we get to that, there is a scene of Emily and like. By the way, Liza's accent. She's an English actress, but her accent dwindles at times from American to English. It's a bit hit and miss. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a scene at night with Emily talking uh, to Liza about the painting. Liza goes, to, uh, oh, Emily goes yes, to touch yes. it, and then her hands, it's kind of like a bit of stigmata, her hands become covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's still warning of there's evil here, there's evil, room 36. Um, and this is where you, I, I got, you get the impression that, okay, you thought she was evil earlier on in that really well shot scene on the bridge because it just mm-hmm. felt so unnerving and unnatural. But no, she's here to try and warn Liza about the evils. Um, the end of this scene I really loved because Emily runs out with Dickie but it's Liza's, Liza's portrayed as a smart protagonist which is a rare thing in these films. She clocks and works out that hang on, Emily didn't make any footsteps, neither did Dickie mm. and it goes back and forth, her thinking about it and then she tries, she, she does a little bit of pitter patter with her feet herself and it makes a sound think look, it cuts back to her, uh, emily running out and there's no sound from her footsteps so i think it's there she clocks hang on there's some some something supernatural going on here there's something not right and you never see that the protagonists are never this smart <laughs> they no. never work this out this early on and i i love that i thought it was a not really great little touch um and she ends up going into room 36 mm-hmm and this is where she sees the well he disappears after she's left the room but Schweik's dead decaying body uh, in the crucifix yeah, yeah. position him nailed to the wall yeah and the tap has been turned on on his wrist and the blood is still mm-hmm. gushing out his his decaying body looks great his face it does look like a mask it yeah. looks a bit like a, a sack mask that's been It's a little up. oversized, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously then the doctor turns up perfectly. He doesn't see it. Thinks she's going crazy. Classic. And I believe 
Are we then up the bookshop? Then we're at the bookshop. Okay, we're then getting we're to the, the spot. I'm, try I'm trying. I've got the film here. I'm just trying to get us to the spot. We talked about the bookshop. Trying to get us to here. With here, are the spiders. Here we go. Let's have some fun. <laughs> so, we so we have. Is he called Larry? Mm. It, it's like a. It's it's Liza's friend. He has a pipe. His like, he... affectation is he keeps gesturing with his pipe. He's it? the architect. He's the architect ah, of the hotel. The yeah, he's helping with the the building maintenance and the design and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And he's at this massive library, like climbing up a ladder to find this this yeah. book. Um, I can't remember what the exact book he's looking for. It might be history regarding the house, regarding the yeah, that's, bond. that's what it is. He finds it, and it's got because it's got a, a schematic, hasn't it? It's got a floor plan. Yes, the, that's it. The, the the whole building, and then. Something startles him. He fall. Is it? Is it lightning. like thunder? Yeah. yeah lightning. He, he finds the, like you said, the drawing for the seven gates, seven doors to hell from the house, and it's mm -hmm. yeah, there it is, lightning, and he falls off the ladder, and from what the summary of the film, that the synopsis of the film states, he is paralyzed on the floor, but still alive. Mm -hmm. Like he, yeah, he can't move. Then all of a sudden. Suddenly. Out of nowhere, out Tarantulas. of fucking nowhere! <laughs> Look out, dear! They'll get in your hair. <laughs> tarantulas two, are getting your hair. Two very real tarantulas, and several not very real tarantulas. <laughs> oh, the they're budget incredible. only stretched to two real ones. They're I thought incredible. it was just one real one at first. And we have this very protracted shot of real spiders walking. And then, as you say, the motion is... Doo, 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 very <laughs> sort of their legs all lift off at the same and if, time. And if the camera is like here, say, to your YouTube viewers, on my face, it, you just see the front of the spiders being like tapped, yeah. tapped on his face. You're not seeing the back. <laughs> And they crawl up to him and they crawl up his body and as I say, it's a mixture of they do their best to try and keep the the they they slightly animatronic. Yeah. We call them puppet spiders. I think there's a very basic sort of like animation to them. They, they, they shuffle do their best back to try and, and forth. They do their best to try and keep them to the rear of the shot and slightly out of focus where where they let the paid spider actors like <laughs> take the take the forefront. Um but there are a, there are a few points where it's it's definitely it's definitely a puppet spider, um, and they crawl up the body, and then start eating him. Yeah, eat <laughs> him a lot. Yeah. Um, now I don't I don't know much about spiders, but I've always had the I've always been under the misconception that tarantulas they look terrifying, but they're not actually as dangerous as say you know like a, a widow uh, uh, a black widow spider or whatever you know they're they got bites but they're not deadly mm -hmm. as far as i'm aware i don't know no, much about them i mean i don't yeah i don't i mean i don't know i can't speak for every species yeah but as yeah i mean i think they'll give you a painful bite but we're not talking like venom strong enough to kill humans or to um, rip flesh. Like, they are ripping oh, that's, flesh. That's the main point, is that they're not... Yeah. I mean, that's how spiders feed normally. They, they bite, they inject venom. Yeah. And then the venom 
liquefies the insides and mm. you suck out that and leave leave husks. But these tarantulas are ripping chunks of flesh out of his lips and his cheeks and his goes in his mouth, his tongue is being like Oh the they're, tongue. They're like Oh the tongue one. They are chowing down. They are pulling chunks of flesh off this guy. <laughs> but th this is where I I was really thinking this is Fulci for the sake of Fulci. Mm. Th this this just went on. This just went on yeah, and on. Yeah, it was like the it was another well it was not quite as bad but it was verging on the guts vomiting. Yeah. Scene. Yeah, completely. Just long drawn out like yes we get it. Yes, it's horrific move on like we've we've been watching it for a while now yeah um, like what we can we do see, we don't need to see sort of five tarantulas eat a full grown man in real time <laughs> like we do not need to see it um why why were they there they just came they as he collapsed off the ladder was paralyzed instantly they start creeping out from below the uh bookcases on the shelves yeah it's just it's just what we need another kill yeah we need something gory to happen uh tarantulas yeah sure why not why not how many how many of them are the budgets only going to cover two never mind we'll work something <laughs> out um this one's got an expensive day rate <laughs> he wants his own trailer um, yeah <laughs> it only works for scale <laughs> So yeah, so I guess it's just they just wanted another kill. They wanted another death. We've yeah. not done spiders. Let's do spiders. Um, because it's a is a it's a fairly minor character in the scheme of things. And then we get the weird sort of shot of the book and the schematic disappearing. Yeah. In in sections, which is even stranger. It's like so it's a full page schematic of the hotel, and then. It disappears in sections. So yeah, like, really weird. Like I thought it was gonna leave us with something, like bits of the building are disappearing, and this is like this is the original bit that's like the evil bit or whatever. But it all vanishes. It just does it in a strange, like a, a more logical way of it making it disappear would be to just fade out the entire image, surely. Let the spiders just, eat it. But let the spiders eat it. But they just chop it in sections. So yeah, it's it's an odd, it's an odd shot that I don't think really. Mm. It tells us anything. It doesn't do anything. Add anything. Nobody else goes to check that book again. Did, did you notice as well with the spiders? Back to sound design. The sound they made, they creaked. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I was laughing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think surely spiders are one of the quietest scientist things ever. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, definitely, I definitely recall the, the synth music that was oh, yeah. occurring. We got our yeah. little synth tuning, but no, I did. But I was, I was laughing, shouting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got a lot of fun just shouting at the TV with this. Yes, get him. Get yes, him. Why are the spiders? Look at that one. <laughs> Fuck it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so then it moves on to the other bit that really confused me because we have Martha. Martha's suddenly back. No, yeah, well, did she, actually, she may have died. She may have not died already. We don't actually know. <laughs> well, 
We're assuming not, not. She wasn't melted in the morning. Yeah. My fuck. Yeah. So this really confused me. She's cleaning, and I was utterly convinced that we'd seen her face get melted off in the yep. morgue yep. like 10 minutes previously um so she's there although she you know is about to get her comeuppance or you know she's about to buy the farm as she unclogs the bathtub yep um but pulls out a huge wad of gunk and hair from under this sort it's of dirty murky water disgusting bathtub and as it drains away, it is revealed. Joe, sexy Joe, the plumber, is back. In his Sunday best. In his Sunday <laughs> best. Not made by her fair hand. No. Transpires. <laughs> but yeah, she uh, and Joe gets up and attacks her. Yeah. And we get our next eyeball scene as her head gets slammed onto a protruding nail. And this is in room 36, I believe. Yes. Yeah, so it's one of the two nails that uh, Liza had seen Spike. the vision of Schweik on, but the nails were still there. So that's yeah. that's obviously where Schweik was killed. Yeah, yeah. But the body's gone, but the nails are still there, and that is... But it's it's always... It's even worse because it's the head of the nail. So it's the blunt end of the nail. Yeah, it is. That Joe forces Martha's head through the back into which then pops out her eyeball he really has a thing for the eyeballs because that one of the spiders bites at the eyeballs yeah one of the and spiders on. bites there obviously joe has his eyeball um gouged out as well yeah so yeah always things with the eyeballs there is a little thing before this with uh, the doctor going to the house that apparently emily lives at it's abandoned oh, it's completely abandoned house. and he finds the the book there the eyeball book there he starts reading it. I can't remember what he, if he says anything, but he finds the real book there. Um, again, it's it's just there. It needs a bit more. It needs a bit more fleshed out. He doesn't. I mean, it kind of comes up later when he confronts about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. He so he does. He, he he reads this book. He finds the book. He reads the book in this abandoned house. Mm. Um, and. Uh, so I just lost my pace. Uh, part of my good. Um, yeah. So we we have Joe attacking Martha. Um, we have John, Doctor John. Oh, the, the, the uh, like the assistant or the guy. Mm. Oh no, sorry, Doctor John. Yes, Doctor John. Yes. Yeah, I'll we have Doctor John Do- at Doctor. the uh, at yeah Emily's house. Yeah. Then we have the scene with Emily. Then we have the actual reveal. That- yeah is dead has been dead all along as she is confronted by all the corpses we've seen up to now basically all the yeah it's schweik's corpse joe's corpse um is it martha is is it martha is it not martha is it like all the people that we've seen die it's all the people we've seen die i think yeah i think they 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 gang up and they they Mm. group up and go for emily but it's weird because she's meant to be a ghost. So yeah, in theory, not, again, she's dead. It's not explained, but she she's... So it, the, the kind of setup of it is that pianos start tinkling or there's, yeah. there's some noises. And she's obviously blind and she's shouting like, who's there? Who's there? 
and then it suddenly dawns on her who is there. Yeah. And she's she's she starts shouting a lot about like I'm not I'm not ready to go back. I don't want to go back. And there's lots of talk of going back and being taken back. She also um, says, I did what you asked. I did what you asked, yeah. So it's not entirely clear where she's come from. No. And um Yeah, like who who they are, I guess, or where you know where she's come from and where she's mm. where Gwen back is. I mean, presumably back to the land of the dead, back to hell. Um, yeah, but then again, that's what I mean about the end of this this shot, this, this scene where she has flesh. She's she, she's, she's yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She's a solid entity in a way. She has physical, flesh. She's yeah, yeah. She's not a ghost in that sense. Which and is, you know. If she's coming back for some, is that why she got chosen? Because she, the best put together corpse in hell that they had, they'd sent her yeah. back. But she's not like you know full on the prettiest corpse, dead rotting. Yeah, it's like send the pretty one to do it. She'll blend in. <laughs> her dog, um, Dicky, does start to go on the offense against the corpses, yeah. the corpses. But then um, snaps and Cujo's her ass. He, he goes right for her neck. From and it's out of nowhere. Just and transforms into yep. Spit the Dog. Yep, just <laughs> absolutely. Just a, and that is the really, end of Emily for this film. <laughs> really bad puppet. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. It's a puppet banging into a mannequin. It's great. I would love to see an array, like the lineup of the behind the scenes, like the puppets. Mm. Just let's see what you were working with. Like. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you look at the thing. I mean, I mean, the thing came out. I actually wrote this down in prep for the next couple of weeks. The thing came out June twenty fifth, nineteen eighty two. So forty one years ago. So a year after this, and the 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 dog effects in that bit sloppy towards the end, but in the kennel scene, yeah, we're very very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a bit of. I mean, it's like a hobby horse. Yeah, yeah. They they really they work hard to try and sell this. Yeah, and it's 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 not great. It's um, but yeah, for Dicky the dog, going Dickie the absolutely dog. ham. Oh, he feeds straight into the jugular, <laughs> and that's the end of Emily. Uh, yeah, Weirdly, even though she's already been ended because she's a ghost, but whatever. Uh, but then. Are we there we yet? Get. Are we there? Come on now. Are we we're there? there we're there. We're there. We're getting there. Are we talk well, about we it get, well, we get John confronting Liza. Mm. And he is angry. He is very, very angry that Eliza, Eliza, Liza has been making up stories. He goes very sort of like... 70s yes but it was very sort of you know misogynistic man like you've been making up stories you've been telling lies about all these accidents that and da, da, da. but at this point he know well he, he then says to her that the hotel is built on a gateway to hell yeah it makes no he's, he's incredibly angry and accuses <laughs> her of lying and making it while these people have been having accidents it's her fault but then but then he says, I know the hotel has been built on a <laughs> gate to hell. It's like, 
well, which is it? Are you, yeah. Is she making it up or are you? And then with what immediately follows that is him sort of saying, I'm a doctor. I'll only accept rational explanations. I'm I mean, pulling a gun out. So he's he's a lunatic. Yeah. He's easily my favorite character in this. And he only gets better from this point onwards. Because he gives he the, just he, sorry, insane. He does. But he gives the impression throughout the film that, I mean, he's a doctor. But he gives the impression of like he wants to be a, a, a detective. The way he acts, <laughs> like he's breaking yeah. into a house to try and find what's going on. He's got his peace. Uh, he's he's <laughs> angry at not you know getting all the information. Um, he's trying to solve what's going on. You're just a doctor, yeah. mate. You're just a doctor. <laughs> you don't need to know. You don't. Yeah. yeah. I'll only accept rational explanations. Opens the drawer, pulls out Magnum. <laughs> Although before it's before amazing. this, um, they leave the hotel uh, because yeah, uh, Liza. Yeah, it's not immediately after. There's a bit of preamble. Liza, I mean, the gate is somewhat open. Again, it's not clear, but it, it really becomes open now with lots of flashing lights, bells, and whistles. And then as they're leaving the hotel, mm-hmm. all the lights of all the rooms come on. In the you can see the windows from outside. You suddenly see silhouettes walking slowly yeah. with each room so like it's really open now and hell is, yeah she is goes into loose. the basement and she's attacked by i think it's arthur arthur yeah he's a bit of a yeah. babbling guy that works there we only see him at the beginning mm-hmm. um and yeah then they yeah. arrive at the hospital uh which i'm seeing now Hos- hospital it's a bloody yeah. manor that doesn't <laughs> look like a hospital i've ever seen <sighs> it's private it's booper you're telling me? Yeah, it's private as hell. <laughs> there's there's no but, one at the hospital. No, I know. There's no one no. there. But then we get... So, yeah, so then, so we, we've, we've been building up. We've been building up. We've been talking about this hospital scene. And it, it does. The film ramps up. Like, does. it turns it up to 11 for this last, really this does. last section in the hospital. And it goes full on... Door, Walking Dead, Dawn of the Dead. Like, yeah. there's a gun involved. There's lots of shooting, and John doing his best. M- McLean, Rambo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, badly though. <laughs> he's just running around. I mean, we've mentioned it already, but he shoots. He, the, so the the crowd, the the halls of the hospital are filled with. You know, zombies. We've got scenes of like you know seven or eight corpses sort of yeah. shambling down, um, and he's he's firing his gun, he's taking pot shots, and he's hitting him in the chest, and he's hitting him in the shoulders, and then he scores a headshot, and it goes down from the first zombie, he, the first walking, the first dead, and he flat out refuses to retain that information. Nope, gone. <laughs> and we'll proceed for the next 10 minutes, 15 minutes, however long left, uh, however much ammo he's got for the yeah. remainder of the, the movie. He will refuse. Every zombie is getting two or three shots to the chest and the abdomen yeah. before he, he bangs a headshot. One pops up right next to him. Immediately after yeah. he dropped one, <laughs> one pops up right next to him and he's a, his first reaction to shoot it in the gut. Let's see if this is works. Horrible. It's just a horrible thing to do. It's I watched it. Shot, chest shot, and then he goes for the head and has run ammunition. 
I, I'm watching it now. Yeah, like Eliza in the uh, it goes into the lift, and as he turns around, there's one right in front of him. It's the one you're talking about, and he shoots here, just below the shoulder, then in the gut, and then in the head. Yeah. Now I can't even put that down to he's just got bad aim because he's about two meters away from I mean, this guy. It, it's there. Yeah, it's yeah, right it's there. Right there. Uh yeah, like the they're not too like I said earlier, they're not too uh walking dead dirty corpses. They're they're very much cadavers with that just yeah, maybe been yeah. fresh to the morgue. But the first one that grabs that's a, it's another good jump scare that grabs mm-hmm. Liza from his office. She's standing in front of a frosted panel of glass and he just bursts through and grabs her hair. But the actor that's playing the the, the walking dead the zombie he's got a really angry sinister look on his face like (laughs) doctor shoots him in the arm twice then the head um and uh liza makes it to the morgue and finds little girl there who i don't do we do we even get her name it's jill jill Jill. maybe the mum maybe the mum says maybe not martha says it earlier on like jill stay there Sit down. Mm. Um, I think, to be honest, I think Liza says it when she sees her. I think she says Jill. Because I was kind of like, how does she know her? But then that would have made more sense if it was Martha earlier on that died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. 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 Yeah. Not sure on that one. So she she meets up with Jill in the morgue, in the Space Odyssey morgue, while the doctor meets up with his assistant, who is looking like something out of Frankenstein. Like Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. He's got a meat cleaver in his hand, and he get he gets got, he gets <laughs> instantly got. He does. But before we get onto that, oh well, yeah. first of all, like Liza get Liza goes into the morgue, and it's a classic like, I've gone through this door, and I'm and she turns around, and it's oh, I'm in the morgue. This yeah. is possibly the worst place to be. Like, oh damn, of all the doors I picked, I picked the one. Oh the my morgue. god, it that place was so much better <laughs> before. <laughs> um. But yeah, he runs into Harris, who is like hiding behind the screen with a, a meat cleaver. Mm. Um, I mean, you've got to ask where he got the meat, because it is a full-on meat cleaver. It is, a, it is. It's not a bone saw. It's not a no. hospital implement. It, it's it's a meat cleaver. Um, so, but he like, grabs him. He slaps it out of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then basically, while wielding his pistol in one hand, he's just dragging Harris around with him. It's almost like he's using it as a shield. <laughs> but... He's using him as a shield, he's using him as a bottle opener, he's using him as like tall <laughs> doors. He's just he's just manhandling this poor guy around. After disarming him for no reason. Yeah. Well, you don't need that. I mean, there's, there's no reason there's no need to disarm this poor guy. <laughs> He might need to protect himself as well. He just slept. You know My note on this is John is a lunatic. See He's interaction fucking... with Harris. Yeah, because he... <laughs> Harris would have been fine if he didn't meet up with the Doctor. <laughs> Harris dies because... Doctor shoots the fucking window. So is this the shot that you were talking about earlier? No. Oh, is it not? Oh, okay. Come on I now. Thought it was... I thought no. it was this. 
The doctor shoots the window, and the window explodes onto Harris's face, which, like, the paint, the shards of glass just implement themselves into his face. Like, across the room. It's a good like, three meters away, yeah. Like, the wrong way as well. The yeah. gunshot goes away, the glass comes this way. It's just... It'd be like if I shot that window behind you, and then the glass went right into the back of your head. Yeah, yeah exactly. Baffling. And then he leaves. He's like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, that's, mate. That's uh, poor Harris. Yeah. He was doing fine. <laughs> he was doing absolutely fine. This this fucking guy. And his field of view. His field of view. That because I mean, it's what the camera shows. Hmm. After he's... Yeah, Harris, whatever. He's not sad. Harris is dead, whatever. Fuck it. He goes back to the elevator. Gun ready. Door opens. Looks in. No one there. Looks to the right. There's there's Liza and Jill. How big is this elevator? Mm. How did he... My, your field of vision is so fucking big. <laughs> Apparently, he only saw one corner of the elevator, but had to move himself to see the other corner. Well, <sighs> it's funny you should say that, because shortly after this, mm. as they're all moving through the hospital, they move... They, they, it seems, I think it feels like they go back through the morgue again. Probably the, the the layout is nonsensical. They got well. They go into another room that's got cadavers in anyway. Because yeah. The one, there's one opening the bag. It's opening its body bag. It's got its finger yes. through a hole. Yeah. And it's, it's ripping. It's ripping a hole in, and they sort of see that all oh, the corpses are animating in here too, and they they go to move away, and then suddenly one grabs Liza, mm-hmm. and it's like, how did she not see that in the room? Like it, it, it properly yeah. jumps like off frame and attacks him. It's like there's no way you would have missed that full size adult corpse shambling across the floor towards you in a it's white room. Odd. In a white room. Yeah. In a very stark <laughs> white room. It is very odd. John's still there, passing out gut shots and chest shots, it's and got then a lot he eventually bullets. does. Well, he does eventually run out of because he's, there's the scene where he earlier where he runs out of ammo and you think oh that's it but then he just we don't see him reload but miraculously his guns reloaded and then it runs out a second time here and he just throws it and they run off and go down the spiral staircase into the into the basement now yeah before they do that when you talk about the scene which i i am absolutely disappointed in you that you are not thinking what i'm thinking of before Before this they go into the say this morgue room two, shall we say? Mm-hmm. They open this. They open. They open mystery door number one. What's behind the door? It's like just appears again. Back to our yeah. random law of he can teleport. Or he he's like the he's like the 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 vicar from the first you know city, city of the living dead. Mm-hmm. He's like the yeah, head, hon- yeah, head yeah, honcho the, of evil. The, the... Again, he's still shooting this fucker in the chest. Won't learn. Um, hang on, I'm, I've I've got it here. I'm waiting for it to get to my the favourite bit, which just came out of nowhere. Uh, there it is. He blows Jill's head clean off with one oh, shot. Yes, yes, yes. I forgot about <laughs> one that, yeah. shot, and her head scanners the hell out of this room. <laughs> oh, he's he has trouble shooting. Fully grown adults, but oh, he's a, he's a dab and shooting There's kids a lot, in the face. Yeah, 
you're right. It is a standout shot. It is a standout shot. I don't, Madness. I, I definitely remember laughing at it loud and reacting. There's a lot goes on in this. Yeah. You get a lot thrown at you in this last Last Absolute section. madness. Yeah, he does. I remember <laughs> why. She, she, that's it. She attacks Liza and. Yeah. And he just turns and boom. <laughs> just eviscerates her head from existence with one bullet. But the cadavers, they take a beating. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, as you said, so after the Morgrim, they end up going through a door which leads to the spiral metal spiral staircase leading to the basement, which mm-hmm. the hotel, which is like the hotel, remnants of the hotel, which led me to believe at this point, and I think I was right because I read up on this that ever since they were back at the hotel where they again maybe opened the gate even more, got attacked by Arthur, mm-hmm. they've been stuck in a limbo. None of this right. is none yeah, of this yeah. is real life. Some of this is just fantasy. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. They're <laughs> I couldn't well, think of how. Yeah, she that. immediately says, doesn't she? When they, she says, "Oh, we're under the hotel." Yeah, because it doesn't we're make under sense. The hotel again. It doesn't make sense. It's not real. It's not real. And obviously, what happens after this, where they literally enter. I, again, don't know, limbo, hell, whatever it is, it's not planet Earth. I mean, it's, it's I, not... they, they, well, they're in, I mean, they're in the painting. Yeah. They, they run into the landscape, very reminiscent, well, it is not reminiscent of, it is the painting that um, Schweik was painting uh, early, at the beginning of the film. So it, it is dark, darkness, pitch darkness all around them. Mm. They're on a white field... Like and I yeah. say field, it's like a, a dusty plain, a rocky landscape. Yeah, landscape. Yeah, sort of maybe like almost like the moon or a desert. Yeah, sort of landscape, and there's bodies, corpses, white corpses, just sort of strewn around the place, kind of there. Same but it's position. Not, but it's we don't see very far at all. It's <clears throat> it's no, very. No enclosed and in in this darkness almost like they're on well almost like they're on a same stage but um well you do like see the boom they'd be under a like like they'd be under a spotlight and we you know it'd move as they move kind of thing um and yeah i guess i guess it's hell i think that's it's i mean it's we're told it's a gate to hell one of the yeah. seven gates to hell yeah. <clears throat> um i assume that painting was a depiction of hell uh yeah, they 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 run into hell, and they're absolutely they're they're, they're stuck because wherever mm. they look, and I, I clocked this, but I wasn't sure if it was down to lazy editing, lazy producing. Wherever they look in this landscape is the same shot, the same. There's like five bodies at a diagonal position on the left. Wherever they look, turn around, it's the same shot. Wherever they look mm. to the right, left, the same shot. I think it's done intentionally to show that they are. They're now lost. They're, 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 there's no going yeah, back for yeah. them. Wherever they, they're, they're in a an endless um, hellscape that they can't escape. Yeah. Just completely yeah, endless. Yeah. And then the final closing moments where their eyes turn white. And relating back to what I mentioned earlier about when it happens to Jill, it's the exposure to evil. 
mm-hmm. are is apparently results in this blindness, but it's not it's not ex- expressed properly. It's not talked about. It just yeah, we're not we're not told that that's what's going on. No, uh, like yeah, I said, I, I just I felt it because it reminded me a lot of the Deadites in Evil Dead. So I just assumed yeah. it was like possession. They were possessed. It was so. I guess it's it, it ends in the same place, I suppose, even if it's not exactly what it's meant to be. It's more of so a definitive that's... ending in the city of the Living Dead, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Much more. I mean, all around, it's just it's just a better film than City. I think it is. Yeah, I, it I is. Definitely enjoyed it a lot more. It I felt mean, like they learned a lot from City. The mm-hmm. the if the quality of the the film itself felt a lot more. Yeah. A lot more money invested in it. Um, mm-hmm. The so narrative is there in a strong. Although there's a few blips, the narrative as a yeah. whole is stronger and flows better. Yeah, the uh, the effects for um, uh, up and down, here and there, um, yeah. some good, some bad, oh. some dodgy. Cinematography was beautiful. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't really think much more else to say really on. No, I mean that's oh, really? you know, not, uh, definitely more entertaining. I mean, sure. I was howling, howling with laughter at a few points. Which, yeah, you know, it's not supposed to be a comedy, but with the the you know age of the movie, and when you you know you've seen enough dodgy effects and stuff like that, yeah. some some bits are funny. Um, but it was just it was a lot. It was very entertaining. Ah, because I was getting massive dark place vibes. Yeah, yeah, John yeah. John running around the hospital. <laughs> it just I couldn't help it. It it just, but it sold it. It sold the movie to me. It made, I'd definitely watch it again. Put it this way. Yeah. City of the Living Dead probably won't ever watch no. it again. The Beyond definitely will. Like it was, it was very good. Yeah, I would very highly, highly recommend it. And as we mentioned, it, it's the. It's the filling of the Gates of the Living Gates of Hell trilogy sandwich, but you don't need to have seen City of the Living Dead to watch this. This is a completely standalone yeah. film, and I would, yeah, highly recommend it. The dubbing was perfectly fine, I thought, for an Italian horror film. Again, yeah, some places a bit iffy, but it's Italian horror is what you're going to get. Yeah, I don't really notice it after a while. It's just it is what it is. Um, yeah, I I would highly recommend it. Um. It's an hour and a half again. You know, if you want just a, a horror film that you've never heard of before, some classic 80s horror film, then, yeah, I'd check yeah, it out. Yeah, if you're following along with the with the trilogy, you want to see them for yourself. Yeah, it's an hour and a half. It felt a little bit longer. But I think, but down to the pacing and the way the story went, probably. A little bit with that, and a little bit with that, and I did rewind it at a couple I felt myself losing the thread of what was happening. Like, right, right yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were a couple of points where I rewound by maybe five minutes or so. So That's it's probably fair. a little bit of a longer watch. But um, but yeah, like as we said, ultimately the pace is a lot better. Um, I think what I would have loved a bit more is, again, like we said, a bit more focus on the book, the narrative mm-hmm. of the gates of the seven gates of hell. Like, they're oh. Okay, so we've discovered there's one in the hotel. There's one over there. There's one yeah, in this town. Just, just a little bit more mm-hmm. about it all, really. You know, we got the little bit of hell, like I wanted, bit of whatever it was. Mm. That's all I wanted, but just flesh it out a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess the one under the 
town of Salem is another is another of these seven gates of hell. I guess so. You're right, and I guess if neither of us have wait, have you seen? House? I have seen House. It was that one. I have seen, seen House. Yeah. yeah. So you've seen House by the cemetery. Mm-hmm. So without not really a spoiler, it's fine. Does that focus on like another gate to hell? I. Do you remember? Don't honestly don't think it does. No, brilliant. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't recall. It's a while ago since I watched it, but there is a different. A, it's a different thing, different thing altogether, and I don't recall there being any mention of a gate to hell in it whatsoever. Right. Okay. Oh well. I may be wrong on a on a subsequent rewatch. Well, we'll, f- we'll find out next month. Ago. Um but I did I do remember I'm looking forward to watching it. So I did I, I did enjoy it. Well there's um, a taste there's a tasty from uh the Beyond Blu-ray for uh sixteen pounds on Amazon. That's quite nice. With City of the Living Dead. Did, have you seen the poster for the Beyond? Well there's a couple of them. Um The Incredibly Green and Red one. Yeah, that well, there's another one that really doesn't fit with the film. Um, uh, I like the Green and Web one. It's a really artistic, creative one. The um, one I love with it. The knife to her throat. Yes, that. Yeah, that doesn't fit at all, does it? It's not. I get instant slasher vibes from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this ain't no slasher. <laughs> The the green and red I mean, is is far superior to this. Yeah, it is. There is another. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna send you this. Um there's a variation on that uh hmm. a variation on that slasher esque one. Oh yeah. Which is even more misleading. Okay, okay, I'm I'm waiting. Uh, because who is that in the top right? <laughs> oh, me a bit. Uh, <laughs> is that? Oh, it's it's kind of a mishmash, isn't it? It's got the the slasher with the knife to the throat, but. Yeah, yeah. Is that meant and to be then, Joe? I think it's meant to be Joe, but that is not Joe. No, because Joe did have those sort of uh, diagonal uh, scratch marks across his face. He did, but he also had a full beard. Like, that is not him. And he had more hair on his head than that, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's like that's... A, a, a pre-production shot of a different actor before he was recast or something like that. Or it's not a made-up African... Uh, film poster for the film is it I mean I don't think so it's got um, Emily being eaten by Dicky at the bottom yeah how uh, bizarre it's just yeah I don't know it's just some extra extra things but no the red and uh, the red and green yeah it's is, uh, is it's, very lo- good. it's really nice like just as a piece of art because yeah, it yeah. took me a second to clock that you see the flames in the background and the black silhouettes are 
the zombies as well. I, I didn't I didn't clock that at first, but her red face really pops. And the title isn't too isn't too in your face. It's kind of taking the back seat to the 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 art itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's great. Did you did you see as well that uh, for the American release, this film was called Seven Doors of Death. Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah, I, I just found that, a comic of it though. I think it's a that's an awful title. Oh yeah, no, I'm that looking at sucks. A, I'm looking at a, a poster for that that does have the tarantulas on it though. <laughs> does it? Um, yeah. Oh, how did I miss that? Oh, that kind of looks like an old Atari game as well. I was just about to say that it does with the red border. Yeah. Oh, that's that's horrendous. Seven Doors of Death. Yeah, that's no the Beyond. The Beyond is a fantastic title, and um, yeah, as a film, recommend it. Highly recommend. If you haven't seen it, uh, out of all the Italian horrors I've probably seen, it's probably up. It's, it's so it's not quite up there with Suspiria, but it's up there. It's it's, it's one of the better ones I've seen. Yeah, I would yeah. say. Um, it's reasonable. Yeah. So, uh, have you got I mean, anything? the best of the trilogy that we've watched so far. I think so far, yeah. Uh, we have one more to watch, which you have seen, but you can't remember fully. So we'll get. A, nah. No, no, nice I definitely little, need a, ref a refresher on it. We'll get a refresher on that next month. Do you have anything else you'd like to say about this film? It will be next month, won't it? Yeah. Um, there is nothing. No, I think we've covered we've covered other business. Like I say, yeah. it's probably worth checking out our yeah. uh <clears throat> city of the living dead episode if you are following along with this um yeah trilogy there's going to be a little bit of a gap before we do the next entry because we've already got june's june's locked down locked um, in but i guess we'll do it next month i guess it'll be we will we'll do it next month we will uh, and um i will be i'm going to start to categorize a lot of these films on the youtube channel like mm -hmm. Uh, there is now a new playlist for the Monsters of the Universal episodes that we'll do. I'll categorize this as the Gates of Hell trilogy, so making it easier for people to find what films they might want to see. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and so on. So, next week, we are going to be enjoying the adventures of Melvin and his mop next week. Looking forward to that. That'll be a fun yeah, one. That's going to be a real fun, be a fun one. one. Um, it's a long time since I've seen te uh, Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw, yeah, it's been so a while. It's, it's not that long at all. Um, it's a long time <laughs> no, since not. I've seen Toxic Avenger. Yeah, um, Tox Toxic Avenger next week. Following that, don't even know what I'm in for, but you've seen it apparently. I've watched it, yes. I'm giving nothing away. Yeah, this. All right, even by that, I'm not looking forward <laughs> to it. Uh, Antrim, the deadliest movie ever made, apparently, came out in 2018, so that'll be after Toxic Avenger, and to cap off the lovely week, month of June, we will be doing part two of our Monsters of the Universal, we'll be focusing on Frankenstein, looking forward to Frankenstein. that, looking forward to that, because I have seen yeah. maybe half of it, and uh, hopefully we'll have more knowledge on more research, we've done more homework on the Monsters of the Universal in general. We got told mm. off about that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's about it. About the lovely. About the yeah, as always, it. you know, like, share, 
Yep. Comment. Let us know your thoughts, your feedback, your hopes, your dreams, your fears. Do all that jazz. And you can send stuff uh, into the uh, mailbag. Uh, yeah, you can. The Dragcast pod at gmail.com. As he's reading it off the screen. Well done. I wasn't reading it off the screen because <laughs> I closed the window where it was and I really passed. So brave, so courageous. Pod at gmail.com. That's the one. And yeah, you can find this episode and all past content on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Podbean, YouTube, all by searching the Dreadcast. And our personal Twitters where it's a load of just waffle below. But there is the actual Twitter and Instagram at the Dreadcast where you'll see all the podcast and horror fun. And really? I believe that is it. Go check out the Beyond. Um, and we'll see you next week for the for Melvin. I just until next time, guys. Stay spooky. Okay.